slug of bed. What? I'm a slug of bed. I'm my exercycle. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. slug of bed, another one of those words you made up. <laughs> Awful. Slug of bed? Yeah. Right out loud. Welcome to the Negative World Podcast, the podcast about video games by the Nintendo fans and NegativeWorld.org. This is episode 53, and we're recording this on Thursday, September 19th, 2013. I'm your host, Steven, or as I'm known on the boards, Dr. Finkelstein. And with me today, I have, all the way from Hyrule, the old man from Zelda. Hello, everybody. I'm a uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. My name's Lou. I heard about these podcast things on the interwebs, and I'm uh, happy to be here. Well, thank you. Uh, we're, we're happy to have you. Um, and he's actually here uh, in the same room. So I'm kind of the left out one, but he's in the same room with oh. our lovely co-host, uh, lovely in a manly way, Ninsage. Hi. It was Amy. <laughs> I don't know if many podcasters know who Amy is, but um, not the Sonic character. Oh. Amy Rose, ladies and gentlemen. Sega acquires Nintendo along with Atlas. <laughs> so, so today we have the three of us, and uh, like I said, Joe and Lou are uh, in the same recording space with their own little setup. So the audio might be a little bit different than normal. Hopefully, uh, we don't have many cutouts or uh, too much uh, background noise. I'll see what I can do to get rid of that in the in the editing process or in the sweetening process, as those in the biz say. Oh. Yes. <laughs> For Splenda. <laughs> In the splending phase. Um, anyway, so they're here, and we're going to do our usual uh, now playing segment. And then after that, we have um, I wanted I want to discuss a little bit about the We Fit You and We Sports Club news that just happened. I just want to get your opinions on it, guys. And then after that, we're going to go into the main topic, which is pretty much whether or not. Uh, if a franchise is kind of getting stale, can you use a whole different gameplay genre to shake it up as opposed to, you know, another iteration of that game? So we dive into that kind of concept. Uh, so stick around. Are you guys going to stick around? I think I'll stick around. Sure, why not? I would appreciate it, but, I mean, free will and all. You can choose it. <laughs> okay. So, uh, that said, let's just jump right in. Uh, Lou, our... Wonderful guest here. Uh, please go first. What have you been playing? Oh, what have I not been playing? Well, this time I'm not playing anything because my Wii U currently is in the shop as of this recording, what? but it is on its way back. What? So you'll you'll probably you'll probably have it back for like two weeks by the time this gets out. Um. <laughs> yeah. Um, but before I sent it into the shop, I was playing Pikmin Three and Earthbound, kind of like alternating back and forth between the two. Well, really, uh, really quick, what were you playing when it broke? Or did it break just when you like tried to boot it up? Uh, it's an odd thing. The wablet, as I like to call it, kept on uh, cutting out. It would lose connection with the console frequently, no matter what. Even if I was three feet away, just lose connection. 
People here has experienced it firsthand. I have. I can confirm. I can confirm what he's saying. Mm-hmm. So I said, that's it. Fair enough. Yep. So what'd you like to talk about first then? Uh, let's go with Pikmin 3. I really love it. I did not like Pikmin 1. I felt it was too stressful. Pikmin 2 was kind of difficult for me, so I didn't like that. But this one is just right. Just like Goldilocks and the Three Bears, the little bed there, it's the perfect one. I love it. So I don't feel stressed. Go ahead. Did you uh, play 1 and 2 in its entirety, or did you just dabble in them, get turned off, and then come back? I dabbled, was turned off, never came back to it. Never called it for a second date. Well, I mean, by coming back, I mean with Pikmin 3. Oh! Yeah. Well, obviously, yeah. You, yeah. you know, I saw their profile on Match.com. I was like, well, this one looks pretty good. I'll give it a shot. Looks better than the other two I saw. And uh, I'll never go back to the other two again. This one is the definitive one. I love it. It's so, so much fun. It is funny how I've seen a couple different people saying, like, because um, I observed Pikmin 3 at Lou's house, and that's really the first time I had an extensive look at a Pikmin game. And... I said to some other people, I was thinking of, since I don't have a Wii U, maybe going and getting the, the Wii versions. And people were like, no, don't, don't ruin your experience with the franchise on those other versions. And I think it's, it's very funny because like, of course, before Pikmin 3, everyone was like, Pikmin is great. These games are awesome. Yeah. And now, and now the third one comes out and they're like, oh, those games suck. Well, it is kind of funny because, uh, I was having very similar experiences. I was, personally thinking of going back as well and I just didn't get a chance to uh, and yet at the same time I'm also hearing people complain that this is too similar to the other two to, to enjoy uh, I would find that hard to believe I really. find this much more enjoyable having the map there on the wablet using the Wii remote to control everything it's it's perfect, the perfect setup I agree Yep. so have you beaten so, it? I have not because the Wii U's in the shop. Oh, that's right. Okay, so it died <laughs> before you could finish. Um, I think I left off. I'm on, like, day 22. I have, I don't know, 20 days worth of juice left. I'm in good shape. I think I'm pretty close. I got all three guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all I can really remember. Because then I started playing Earthbound, which is next on my now playing list. And did not play a lot of Pikmin 3 after starting Earthbound. But, but you did play uh, a certain aspect of Pikmin 3 that uh, that I only got a chance to try just recently as well, and uh, it was the bingo battle, right? Oh, yes. Yes, we had a good time. I think we spent three hours playing the bingo battle and did not even know it. Who was the better bingo battler? By the end, I would say it was pretty fairly even. It was fairly even. Um, the difference was I was using the Wablet. So even though Lou is a more skilled Pikminer, uh, and I think even we were using like a little handicap for a while. Yep. But um, I had the advantage, the distinct advantage of being able to see uh, where the items that you're trying to collect are on the map. You're not supposed to. Well, I guess you could, but you don't have to look. Well, why wouldn't you look? Why wouldn't I? I don't know. When my girlfriend and I played, uh, she didn't. You know, she didn't look. Keep it fair and all. Uh, well, I guess she's a better person. Yeah. I really didn't care. No, it was a good <laughs> leveling of the playing field, really. Because, like I said, well, you know, plus he had the uh, the Wiimote and Nunchuck, which I think makes it faster to control. Much faster. So, yeah. so it was yeah. 
really made things pretty even. Um, and yeah, it was, it was, it was really fun because I didn't, because it was my first time playing the game. So, you know, I'm kind of battling that, that slight learning curve, but because I had that advantage of being able to scope out the whole map, you know, I, I wasn't frustrated because I felt like, well, this, this makes it more even and we can just compete and have fun and, mm-hmm. you know. The best part is when the two armies collided and just started oh, fighting with each God. other. Yep. That's, it was hilarious. <laughs> Epic. <laughs> so did you play through all the different stages then? You did. We ended yeah. up unlocking all the stages and, uh, the sandbox was really, I would say one of our favorites. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's with the different, uh, sand structures through in like almost like a grid fashion. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it can, the middle is the uh, upside down uh, sand bucket. Mm-hmm. And that's where we converge and had many a battles. Yep. Many Pikmin died carrying <laughs> their fruits. The, the great thing is when your Pikmin encounter the other uh, squad, when, you like, when you're like just off screen doing something else, and then all of a sudden you come back and there's just Pikmin carnage everywhere. <laughs> just. Yeah. Bodies of fallen Pikmin. <laughs> we mourn their loss. Yep. Yep. But it was a lot of fun. And we, you know, even in such a relatively simple game, like we each had distinct strategies that were coming out. Um, like, I mean, I think I was more about, like, I'm just going to try to build my army first. Mm-hmm. And then, and, and basically, uh, basically allow Lou to get like first crack yeah. at the at the area. I went first right for items. Right, oh, right, and and that I think again worked because he had to sort of uh, search for the items, you yep. know. So it's not like he could just you know go and take them all when the game was over. So you know I would be sort of amassing my armies, and then, uh, but you know that wasn't always the best plan because then you know I go and try to get something because it's. Bingo, you know, if he's taken the one thing that I need to like be an integral piece of the board, uh, then you know I'm in real trouble. I believe the proper term is bingo card. Yeah, as a seasoned bingo player myself. Yeah, it's a bingo card. Yeah, I did but appreciate I, that, that aspect that, of it where certain items were only limited, what? and so you could potentially <laughs> screw someone over, and and that happened to me and McGraw a lot. Yes, and the the what are the power ups? Oh yes. those are game changers. Oh, we just we just figure those out yeah. late in the in our yeah. session yeah. or whatever, and uh, changes. Yeah. The, yeah. the meteor is crazy. The meteor is the blue shell of the Pikmin world, but you can dodge it. Can dodge, dodge it. That's true. But were you? Did you test out the meteor, Stephen? In your yeah, that was yeah, one that- of the first ones I encountered, and it was a complete accident. Yeah. I never actually got to launch it intentionally. Suddenly, oh, suddenly, we were just bombarded in Armageddon, and Alex uh, Willis showed up for a split second, and uh, and, and then it was over yeah. as fast as it yeah. came. Bro Smith sang a song. That's it. Hey, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, awesome, awesome stuff. They did really good. I wish they would have put it online. Yeah, that would be such a great online game. Simple as it is. Now, in this no, day and age, is there a real reason that things like that can't be online? I mean, is it just a matter of uh, technical difficulties, or is it like a decision choice, you guys think? Um, 
how much if you have armies wait i think you're limited to 50 pikmin and that's it so there's still only 100 pikmin on the screen i don't know i honestly don't know what the deal is hmm. yeah we're not smart nintendo <laughs> just likes their local multiplayer yeah well, part of me thinks that that is the the big deal there yeah yeah and I, I understand, I've said on this podcast several times, I would not want to, uh, you know, if it's like I would never want to have to choose between the two. And I, I wouldn't want games to be made without local multiplayer in mind because to me local multiplayer is still one of the great joys in life. Mm-hmm. Um, but that said, you know, it would be nice for games like this if, like, you know, you had the option. Agreed. Well, there was that, I guess it was a poll that was on Negative World not too long ago, which kind of asked that question, and my response to that was simply, why would they ever have to be mutually exclusive? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's not as simple as taking your local multiplayer game and then turning on the online switch, but <laughs> in in some ways, in some games, it really is that simple, and they choose not to. I don't see why Wii Sports, which we'll get to later um, with the new version, but why Wii Sports originally couldn't have been online. It seemed like, I mean, I know, I know, the whole point of it was to get people around your Wii system, so the local multiplayer was a big factor. But uh, I think it still would have got people buying Wiis and playing their Wiis if they could play their cousin or their friend who's three states away, just as much as it was showing grandma how it works. <laughs> oh, grandma! I know. She is a dick. You know, actually, funny story about uh, the Wii and old people. So. <laughs> We recently moved into this apartment complex. This apartment complex... It's an old person's home. Yeah. Uh, Is there a Wii in the entertainment room? Yes. You guys are telling my story for me. (laughs) Next to the bridge table? Ooh, snooker. Actually, well, my wife's down there playing cards with some old ladies right now, but I don't know what they're playing. But yes, there's a there's a common area, and this it used to be like a I don't even know what the term is. I mean, it's for you know older people that are still self sufficient, uh, whatever whatever that is. So it used to be 55 and older. You no, know, you're and... really offending our older audience right now. <laughs> hey, I believe the term is alive. They are alive. Hey. <laughs> I don't know how old Game Dad Grant is. Just know That's he's true. a dad. Yeah, he's a young father. What about the old man from Zelda? I don't know how old he is. Neither do I. You're the one standing next to him. Ah! Oh my god, it's hideous. <laughs> like the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> so, yeah, for whatever reason, there's a Wii over there. And, you know, I bet it's never been turned on once, but uh, at some point, you know, I'm just going to, like, go down and stretch out on the luxurious couch and bring a, bring a game down there or something. Sounds good. You Maybe. should. Oh, like right after this podcast. Maybe. So, yes, did you have any other questions about Pikmin 3? Yeah, I love Pikmin 3. Pikmin 3. I guess, I guess that's the consensus then amongst us all. I mean, I, I've beaten it. Uh, I felt like the game kind of happened. Which game? Pikmin 3. Oh, there you go. Um, Pikmin! <laughs> um, that's a horrible impression. Um, but I, uh, I actually, when I, when I got to the end, I was shocked, not because of like, oh, how great this game is. Cause it was great, but I was shocked that it was over. It, it, 
I mean, I don't mean to be a downer. Like, you're you're decently far along, but uh, you still got some stuff to do. I just feel like I was expecting more based on the, how the, how the game was designed. And it would have been cool to, I guess, see maybe an extra world would have made me happier, like an extra section to the world. Um, especially because, like you, I never really got the first two games, and this one I love the hell out of. But uh, but all in all, for whatever it's worth, the package is so tight and so well done and looks freaking gorgeous. Yep. yep. I mean, what, what kind of TV are you playing this on? One that's TV HD. I uh, I don't know what do I got. Well, like how big is it? It's pretty big. Fifty. Fifty-five. Okay, that's a good ten, fifteen bigger than mine. I, I'm just working on a forty. Um, so then you're playing 1080p for sure. You're not at the 720. What a bunch of jokers! <laughs> is it uh, Ryan time? It is almost. My girlfriend loves that that whole thing. She thinks it's hilarious. So sometimes I'll just be like sitting next to her and I'll just start swinging my arm like he does and working the kink out of the shoulder. Yeah, I know just what you're talking about. Yeah, it's hilarious. Oh, we got off track there. What are we talking about? I don't know. Oh, TVs. Joe, what does uh, what does Amy think about? Has she seen it? Pikmin. Yeah. No, no, no. She was not there. I that was it. Was house. Okay. Well, because how much does she game? Uh, you know, she used to game a lot. Now she, uh, you know, like she'll play Smash when that comes out. I'm sure she'll play that a bunch. Um, but now she's like an adult stuff. She's weird. Uh, in her spare time, she tries to think of ways to make money. I don't know. I don't get it. You know, I'll be I'll be as old as uh, Hiroshi uh, Yamauchi was uh, until his passing today. I'll be that old and I'll still be playing Nintendo. So adult schmalt. She still has a has a strong affinity for like merch, you know, like mm-hmm. shirts uh, and such. But yeah, D- should we should we talk about the gentleman you just mentioned, or is it too uh, is it too soon? Is it too fresh? Should we leave the wound heal? We can, we can interrupt uh, this broadcast for a quick uh, little mention of um, the fact that we lost a uh, a good man today to uh, apparently complications with pneumonia and uh, Hiroshi Yamauchi who many of you guys know is the ex-president of Nintendo he was president of Nintendo from either the early mid or mid 50s until uh, like 2003 or something 2002 2002 I think yeah 2002 and uh, he was you know Iwata's predecessor the way that he ran the company was kind of like a iron fist kind of guy, you know. No matter how you kind of understood him, he was the reason that Nintendo is is here today. And uh, whether or not you agree with his his decisions throughout the years, I think uh, everyone listening to this podcast can be really happy that he he did what he did with the company called Nintendo. Agreed. I'm glad they moved away from these sex houses at the end of the year. <laughs> Weirdly enough, I can thank him for so much of my childhood and for pretty much half of who I am today, which is kind of a weird thing to think about. But Nintendo was such a big part of my life and always will be that it's just weird that this random Japanese dude uh, had such an influence on it. Yeah, I mean, he was not, I mean, he was the type of uh, executive where, you know, he was uh, like, like a Wada is always trying to be. He's like a personality, right? He's trying to be very visible. Yeah. Uh, but this very guy, just, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But this guy just, uh, 
kept his head down and did his job, right? Well, you know, and I just read, too, that I knew that he owned the Seattle Mariners, that U.S. baseball team, but he never once went to a game. What? Yeah. yeah. There was one game he was going to go to back in 2003, but uh, due to the Iraq war starting up, for some reason his travel plans got canceled because uh, he, he didn't really care to do much traveling, I guess. And so, um, yeah, so he never ended up seeing the very team that uh, that he owned. And I guess I also read that the Mariners weren't really happy with the fact that he was so kind of hands-off uh, of an owner. So I don't know how that'll be affected in the future. Um, it's not really relevant to me. But but they did have uh, Seattle Mariners edition Nintendo DS systems. Did they? Yes, and when you were in the ballpark, you could get, like, I don't. I don't remember if it was like special offers on you know concessions or something, but there was something you could do in the ballpark with your DSi. Huh? Isn't that interesting? Wow, about that. Come to think of it, uh, Ken Griffey Jr. wasn't he on the Mariners? Sure was. Wasn't there a Ken Griffey Jr. baseball like on the N sixty four? Well, now 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 the pieces are all coming together. No last comment, Joe. Do you have any last comments for? Uh... You know, the late Yamauchi. He was a good man, and I think we all are appreciative of his contributions to our lives. You're here. Well said. Uh, let's go back into what we've been playing. Um, Earthbound. Earthbound. Earthbound, yes. Earthbound. This is the first time I've ever played Earthbound. Ever. Ever played it on the Super Nintendos. So I was uh, really interested... And apprehensive at first to pick up a new RPG and start playing it, but I'm sure am glad I did. I love it. It is very funny, quirky. I love the music. I don't like the way the inventory system works and sometimes the battles, but I'll let that slide for now. So the core game mechanics, eh, they're a little iffy for you, you're saying? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I hear a lot of mixed uh, opinions about that sort of thing with Earthbound. Um, some people really love, like you said, uh, the story and kind of the world that exists in. But then they say, "Well, it's an RPG. It's, you know, it's got its flaws." And some people will be turned off by that. But you're you're with it for the yeah, long haul. I can get over it. It's very forgiving. Like if you die, just go back to the last save point. You keep all the stuff you had. You keep all the experience. You just lose half your cash. I'm okay with that. Now, how often yeah. do you have to use your cash? Uh, only when I want to buy new items for my peoples. Hmm. And maybe some croissants. I like to buy some croissants. Do you ever, Do you ever find yourself running out of money? No, never. Even with Even, it, you know cutting no, in half and all that. No, Dad's always good about depositing some money in the ATM for me, just like in real life. <laughs> <laughs> in a way, this game mirrors real life. Really? I get homesick. I got to call my mom. My sister works for a delivery company. <laughs> That's not really true at all. <laughs> <laughs> Do you fight snakes? Yeah. yeah, snakes, wild snakes are roaming, but there's hippies, a lot of hippies. Yep. I like the fact that they refer to things as they are church cults in that one town. Like they there's they just no call them church cults. I think it's they call it it's a church cult <laughs> in that one blue town, hmm. which I thought was very surprising. I was like, wow. Throwing out the church, aren't they? Huh? Okay. <laughs> Going the church route in the cult. Because when was this game uh, released? 1994 or 5? I thought... Well... Somewhere in the 90s. 
yeah. <laughs> in the mid '90s, somewhere when the Super Nintendo was popular. Yeah, probably during the Super Nintendo era. Yeah, you know, with the Super Nintendos, right? Uh, stuff like that, cults. That's a touchy subject here in yeah. America. Wasn't that around the time the Waco stuff was happening? Yeah. June fifth, nineteen ninety nine or ninety five. Sorry. When was the Waco? Waco. Maybe I'm just wrong about it, but I feel it's surprising that they left stuff like that in the game. Well, yeah, because a lot of, I mean, early Nintendo games were always removing any sort of religious uh, imagery or anything. You know, the crosses and Dragon Quest. Yeah. To... yeah. You know, the Waco, the Waco siege was uh, February twenty eighth through April nineteenth, ninety three. Very surprising that they would even refer religious cults in a game. Well, yeah, yeah. That's off. We're tackling big social issues. Well, do we think it was simply they, that they just didn't think this would be that big of a game? And they were just like, we don't need to go through it with such a fine-tooth comb? It's possible. Just like, Maybe they said, hey, it's satire. It's supposed to be funny. They're making fun of it, so they left it they, in. Well, the, the game itself kind of makes fun of Western culture, doesn't it? Or at least re- really? makes a lot of references to it. Yes, yes, they do. There's a Beatles reference. I'm only three towns in right now, but I've already seen a Beatles reference, which I, I was like, wow, the Beatles? A lot of baseball stuff. Anything uh, related to the Mariners? <laughs> Nothing related to the Mariners, unfortunately. Ken Griffey Jr., I have not seen him. He does not pop out and start playing baseball. <laughs> Who wants to see me hit something? Or... <laughs> no, I'd rather read about stats. That's all day. So, yeah, so you're enjoying it, though. Yes, I love it. I can't wait to get my Wii U back and keep playing it so I can keep up with the Negative World Epic Center or whatever that little club is. Are you, all, are you at all concerned about your data not making it through the transfer? I am, I am 100% concerned that it is wiped clean. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Did, did they say anything to you about... I posed this question on the uh, daily discussion thread, and I asked... Has anybody had dealings with sending their Nintendo console or 3DS in for repair? My reply, or because I was just wondering, do they call you and let you know, oh, we fixed this and this? Right. And everyone, including, I believe, you, Stephen, maybe you didn't, but everyone replied back, nope, they don't call you. They just send it back. Okay, well, I, I did respond with, nope, they don't call yeah. you, but it, we literally posted between, like, 10 seconds of each other, which was kind of funny, sure. but you had... Made some crack about uh, pretty much how you weren't confident that you'd get your data saved because of something that I think someone else said, and and I posted saying that I I had my data all squared away, nothing was touched. So, See, so I, I I think it's going to be safe because it has nothing to do with any of the data. It's just the wablet losing connection. I don't see how these two are related. So why would they have to wipe it clean? They just got to put a few more pieces of tin foil inside of that wablet. And then you're good to go. See, I could have done that myself, but then I would have voided the warranty. And, yep. Ah, uh, it would have been terrible. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to playing it again when it comes back. I think even more so than Pikmin 3, although I want to play that too. Let's talk about a game you don't like anymore. Yep. Kind of down on the Animal Crossing. Down on it. All right, goodbye. Yes. <laughs> Great talking to you. Get the hell out. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, yeah. Joe, deadbolt that door, please. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm just down on Animal Crossing right okay. now. I'm just for the money. I mean the bells. You can't see it, but I'm, I'm kind of sweating over here now and kind of getting angry. Um, 
You need to you, justify that shit right now. I'm going to drive to New York. I'm going to find you. And I'm going to make you visit my town in person until you like it again. Well, I'm playing the games. I want to upgrade my house to the max. And the best way to do that is to play the stock market. Disagree, but go on. And I also disagree. That's, that's best used when you already have money. And you want to multiply it really fast. Yeah, and you want to be a one percenter. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> a good way to put it. And, you know, I lost big two weeks in a row. And it's soured my taste for the game. Hey, in the world of Animal Crossing, things are high stakes. <laughs> yes, I understand. Thank you. I understand. Now, uh, you had to start prostituting Greed yourself. is good, man. Greed is good. Didn't you or get that letter start. from one of your townspeople? I should. That's a good idea. No, I got him saying funky butt loving. The rookie? What's that? What was that with the yeah. kid? The Sandlot. No, not the Sandlot. Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so now I'm whoring myself out to Frida and all the other Animal Crossing <laughs> women. Trying to earn some extra cash. And the men. And the men. Hey, man, equal opportunity. Tormer. Bells are bells. Have you Tormer. tried crabs? Crabs. Yeah, catching yeah. crabs. Not. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, no. With I got to start. Friends. No, I got to start doing that. I mean, there's a lot of stuff I haven't really done. I haven't been good about uh, making sure I catch all the bugs and the fish for the month. Oh. I have gotten all the fossil pieces, so I'm happy about that. Whooped. Yep, whooped on that. Good. good. I just accomplished um, that uh, within the last week. Excellent. I have the gold shovel, so I no longer have to keep oh. my town tidy. So I have the beautiful town ordinance. So, Wait, so how do you get the gold shovel? Yeah. How did I get the gold shovel? I think I've been told oh. this a billion times, but I don't remember. 15 days in a row of perfect town, whatever. Then how do you get the gold watering can? Yeah, I thought that was the water. That's the watering can. Yes, that's how you get that. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I don't have a gold shovel. I lied. <laughs> you oh, son of a bitch. Fooled you. The watering can is... Uh, yes, I have the gold watering can. That's, that's a good one. That is yeah, useful. And I really need it because I'm not going to be able to use the Beautiful Town Ordinance for a while because I, I play it this time at night, um, but even later often. And so I like my store staying open later. So I have that Night Owl Ordinance going on. And uh, I have quite a bit of flowers. I've got a um, garden that spells my girlfriend's name out. Yeah, cheesy, romantic, whatever. And that yeah. thing, um, luckily her name's only five letters long because uh, each one has 15 flowers in it, so that's, you know, 75 flowers just there in that little corner of my town. It gets tiring. Yeah, I'm glad I don't have to water any flowers anymore. So now what I primarily do is just run around, look for the money rock, uh, dig up any fossils. I don't even go to the museum. I just sell them outright. Really? How much do you get for those? I don't know, two bells, three, I don't care. <laughs> it's too much work to go to the stupid museum and ask, hey, what do you got? Can you assess this? Oh, would you like to donate? You know, no, I donate. appreciate your enthusiasm, but not your uh, aggressive tone. But, uh, <laughs> no, but I, I completely agree, actually, because now that I've, you know, well, we're all amongst the uh, the full fossil club. And uh, the problem is that now you still have to listen to Blathers blather on about, you know, yeah. all sorts of fossil business. When you get every fossil, it should just instantly convert them, I think. I agree yeah. with that 100%. Yeah. You're here. 
and I, I you know, the, the fact that he goes through the process of checking. Yeah. It's like, I can, I can tell you right now, we've been through this. Yeah. Lathers. <laughs> hey, you here. Yeah. You know who I am. What else uh, is pissing you off at this game? Please tell me. Uh, just now that I'm back in school, um, I just don't have a lot of time to sit down and play for the 15 minutes, half hour. I know that sounds like that's not our problem. If you don't have your priorities straight, (laughs) (laughs) you know, sometimes I play during my lunch break and during class, during class, I just break it out during class. Jeez. If I was in school right now, I probably would. Ah, I'm so disappointed in my student population. that None of them have a 3ds. I don't get any street passes at school. (laughs) I'm incredibly disappointed. No, I, I totally get it. Trust me. I, I, I wear mine, well, wear, whatever. I, uh, I carry mine around me at my work uh, as well, and, and I work with a bunch of adults, and none of them play because I don't get anything. Or they have smartphones. Yeah. Oh, Let's oh. go play in our iOS. Oh, angry uh, bird. Pretty, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, they're all iPhone you know, people, Pizza. pretty much. Yep. One of the IT guys got a um, like an Android tablet. When I was uh, back when I was in the shipping receiving world, so I saw that happen. So yeah, that's my now playing. Let us never speak of Animal Crossing again. Uh, now with thoughts on Animal Crossing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we'll lump my my discussion with that and Joe's and all in the same uh, same segment here. I mean. There isn't too much for us to say. We've spoken for probably an entire podcast length about it just across the past couple podcasts. Um, one thing, one new complaint that I have, though, that my girlfriend and I both share, and I want to mention this because uh, I think Nintendo might be listening. I really wish that when someone leaves your town, they don't necessarily have to go into the very next town that that they get to. Or even if that's the case, then the next person in line after that doesn't have to go to the same town that the previous uh, evicted citizen goes to. Because my girlfriend and I, um, we visit each other pretty frequently, but I don't have time to really engage with the negative world populace too much. Because when I open my gates to the actual negative world world, I want to actually be able to let them see my house, see other things that you know my girlfriend already has seen a billion times, but I, I still hop on there for, for her because we exchange items that we end up accumulating over a couple of days and that sort of thing. So I, I go into her town a lot and I don't go into other people's. So whenever I finally get some person I can't stand out of my town, and she tends to, to learn to hate them as well because of my hatred towards them, uh, they go into her town every yeah. time. And then the, the only reason they go into her town is because there's room because she just got rid of one of her shitty people and that shitty person goes into my town. And so we just, for the past two months, we've been swapping shitty people. Um, I actually was going to ignore Twiggy, and I don't like Twiggy just because I think she, I think it's a she. Um, She just looks really pissy, and I don't want that. Um, But that's not even the biggest problem. The fact that she put her house right in front of my bridge. I'm not going to stand for that, because I actually just let, I, I let Butch leave because he was kind of in my way, and now then she went right into my way. And it's the bridge right next to my house, so she can go to hell. But yeah, when she leaves my she... town, eventually she will, of course, not go to my girlfriend's town, because she, that's where she came from. But my Ricky went there to her town. Um, Olivia, who I only let go because I wanted to see some variety, even though I do like Olivia. But Olivia, she left. She's there. I got the radioactive bear, uh, Charlize. <laughs> radioactive. Um, 
Not familiar. No, she's a giant green radioactive bear who's kind of sassy, and I kind of like her, though. I like a little sass. Like, yeah. my, my girlfriend thought I, it was payback because she had just gotten Ricky, and then she's like, hi, oh, you got Charlize? And I was like, you know what? I kind of like Charlize, though. Ooh. Uh, her and Pinky are uh, sisters from another mister. Wait, I don't know how that works. It doesn't work the same way as brother from another mother. Um, but uh, I see them as uh, soulmates, so uh, I'm glad that Charlize is in town now. But uh, but still, it's just been annoying, though, to see these characters keep swapping with each other. And actually now, um, Hazel was in my town. She was the first person I ever hated. And then I got her out. She goes to my girlfriend's town. What's that? Everyone hates Hazel. She's yeah. I think I'm okay with Hazel. Yeah, you would be. Yeah, of course you would be, jeez. She's got a unibrow, right? But other than that... <laughs> what, yeah, I, I, what kind of secrets does she hide in that unibrow? That's what I want to know. I think she's you got know, a dark past. I don't like it. Quick quick question. Oh, yes. Quick question before we uh, move off of Hazel. Is, uh... What is Dr. Shrunk? He is an... Uh, what is it? How is it pronounced? An oxalot or... Ocelot? 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 No. Really? Well, hold on, wait. Correct me, because my girlfriend was fighting with me about this. Um... And I think I'm, I might be saying the wrong creature. Because uh, Hazel is like a squirrel, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's an oxalotl. It's a Mexican salamander. I don't know. An oh. ocelot is something else, right? Uh, an ocelot's a cat. Yeah, um, okay, that's what she was saying. So I was mispronouncing it. It's um, like... Oh, yeah, I know the word. I have no clue how to pronounce it's it. It's A-X-O-L-O-T-L. Yep, and, that's it. Yeah, it's a Mexican salamander. I saw one at the uh, at an aquarium in New Jersey a few weeks ago, Ooh. and I posted a picture of it to Twitter saying, "Look, it's Doctor Shrunk." Although it did not sport the awesome jacket that Shrunk has. Did it teach you any moves? Uh, it did actually. Okay. Right. My because my guess was that he was also a squirrel or something, but no. it just looks really weird. Yeah. So. Because he's got, like, the unibrow and some kind of, like, a squirrel-like tail, so that was my guess. Anyway. <laughs> so Twiggy's going to end up living under your railroad bridge doing crack, right? <laughs> <laughs> if she gets the chance to do crack, she just might end up under the bridge. But back to Hazel real quick. It's just it's hilarious, though, how Hazel is plagued as, like a, like, a demon ghost or something. Because I finally got her out of my town. She goes right into my girlfriend's town. And now that my girlfriend kicked her out, well, she has nowhere to go. Because my girlfriend doesn't, uh, you know, visit other people that often either. So um, she just kind of disappeared for a while. It was great. And apparently once in a while, old town visitors or uh, citizens can visit you. And so she, Hazel's been hanging out next to her uh, TIY Nook store for like two or three days now. She's just standing there. She's like, oh, I'm just shopping like I used to, blah, blah. So she is just a lost soul. Joe, how have you been using those uh, templates I gave you for tracking your your items and all that? Oh, I haven't. But uh, thanks. <laughs> Glad I shared that with you. But but I've not forgotten about them. And here's the thing: is that well, actually, I guess I should say, as soon as you gave them to me, I went through and I, you know, checked off everything that that I'd collected. Uh, it's just that since then. I haven't really gotten many new things. So I'm just waiting for like a large number to build up and then I'll go through again. I see. So you're not as uh, crazy as I am who, since it's in Google Drive, I can access it from my phone. So whether I'm at my computer or not, whenever I get a new item, I just 
check that stuff off. Yeah, I mean, I'm not usually I am like a compulsive 100%er kind of kind of person with games, but for some reason for this game I'm just not as hell bent on that and like I'm just sort of more like it'll happen when it happens. Said the guy who caught every Pokémon. I'm yeah, insulted. Oh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I know I'm never going to get everything, though, because it's so hard and takes so much work to get some of those uh, Jap- Japan-only items, for instance. And uh, I don't know. I don't think I'll ever actually complete the catalog, but for some reason I'm I took the time to make that list, and now I take the time to update it. Yeah, I want to get all the bugs and fish and things like that. I got. Well, at least that the... list is a little more useful, though. Yes, quite useful because it's got the um, like the times of the year mm-hmm. and such. The time time of day. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a spreadsheet nerd, everybody. So, uh, <laughs> I guess I should explain what the hell we're talking about. I I ended up using Google Drive to uh, create a checklist of everything that you put in the museum. And it updates a tally at the top of how many total you have. And then it also updates a separate tab, which then marks off which fish and which insects and all that that you've caught. Um, which that, those tabs actually have, uh, information about when, like what part of the year you catch the creatures. And it's all really elaborate. And I felt really good and nerdy about it. Man, sure makes would... a spreadsheet. Huh? The man makes a good spreadsheet. And what can I say? I do what I do. Spreadsheet. Pretty good, too. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, so enough about Animal Crossing, though. Let's, uh, well, let's... I, just let me say that I am still enjoying Animal Crossing. Okay. I'm playing it right now, as a matter of fact. You... Loser. Really? What are you doing right now? Don't tell Steven. <laughs> I, I, I won't tell him. What are you doing right now? Just uh, you know, I've been working on uh, converting my house into a hotel, mm-hmm. and so that means a lot of just hunting down the right piece of furniture, taking it over to uh, Cyrus, getting the color right. You know, a lot of really manly, hardcore gamer type uh, activities. Yeah, totally. And let me say, in response to Lou, that I think the best way to make money is off of perfect fruit. I have a small perfect cherry empire and I have not wanted for money in a long time I tried that stock market it was a pain in my stock so perfect fruit <laughs> perfect fruit uh, grows every three days like normal yeah something like that and then after every certain amount of um, harvesting harvestings, yeah, uh, the tree dies and you just re- use one of them to replant yeah, it's friggin' not a not a problem. So, how much do you get for a perfect fruit in your town? Um, well, the thing is, you gotta sell them in someone else's town, someone else who does not have that fruit oh. native. Okay, so your your native fruit is cherries. Yes, so I oh, will go okay. to anyone else's town who's not native fruit. Well, here, why don't I give you some of my native uh, perfect apples? You give me some of your cherries, and then we just replace all our perfect trees for the most part with. The fruit that's not ours, and then we don't have to travel. Well, that's the catch, my little Steven. You can't uh, grow non-native perfects in your own town. I tried, trust me. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Oh. Hmm. (laughs) And that answers a few questions. 
<laughs> that have hit me uh, that I didn't realize over the past couple weeks. But so if I uh, sell all my perpetrators, a full a full harvest in one go gets me about seven hundred thousand bells. That's too many bells. So it's like seven. If I were really on top of things, it'd be like almost seven hundred thousand every couple days. So that's plenty. Yeah, that's pretty impressive, actually. I, I I do the whole bug harvesting, so to speak. I I was in bugs at first. They're gross and icky. Okay, blathers. <laughs> Reminds me of my younger days. <laughs> well, don't tell us more about it, even though you tease us every damn time. Oh, sorry, I'm blathering on too much. Blather, <laughs> All right. blather. All right, so that's it. So I still like Animal Crossing, and uh, also been playing Etrian Odyssey Four. I beat the game, but there's all kinds of post-game stuff to do, so I'm still knee-deep in awesome dungeon-crawling awesomeness, and it's an awesome game, and awesome. Awesome. How did you appreciate me uh, putting a little extra music under your segment in episode 51? I appreciated it very much, and I think the listeners did as well. I think we might have turned a few people on to that series, which is basically, that was like the tipping point that made me check out the game was I heard some of the music and funny thing is it's not even all that like uh, <laughs> it's not even like all that crazy unique but it's just good it's just of high quality so mm-hmm. absolutely I mean I, I was constantly torn after you discussed it because of the music and and plus your discussion I was torn on whether or not I should get it I I nabbed the demo but I actually haven't even played that very much I just have so much other stuff to play and I realize I've only I'm only halfway through Pokemon Black 2 and I'm about to pick a Pokemon X because I'm not gonna let that linger even though I probably should so I've just got so much RPG to deal with uh, I decided that I'll have to pass and just listen to the soundtrack um, maybe pick it up down the line one day but word, uh, word, word. but the music was great now uh, and I don't really put music underneath talking very much on the podcast because it can just be problematic, and some people seem to enjoy it better than others and everything, but I just I couldn't resist. It just had to go with your segment. I hear you. So, <sighs> so what about you? What have I been playing? Um, well, we already discussed Animal Crossing. We already discussed Pikmin 3. Uh, the thing that I've actually been playing the most lately, uh, randomly, is Smash Brothers Brawl. I can't believe that. No? I did not see that coming. Incredible! This this game that came out in 2008... Uh, Don't games expire after like 10 months? Yeah, there's no warranty up. The warranty on the game? Yeah. yeah well, I'm I'm a risk taker. I play without the warranty. I, oh. you know, I, I see if I can brawl without one. Don't games just dissolve into like a coupon for the next iteration? <laughs> <laughs> It'd be kind of great if it did. By the way, I can't believe that Brawl came out in 2008. I, I know I, that because I keep seeing it on the title screen, but February 10th, 2008, according okay. to Wikipedia? But wasn't it... That was Japan, right? I think it was 2008 here. Yeah. Now, well, yeah, no, it, it was, but... Wait, why is it... I don't know why it said February, because when I clicked on the uh, article... No, yeah, it was uh, early March. It was March 9th in America. I remember oh, yeah, that because it was pushed back from December 2007, which I think was a pushback itself. Mm, but, uh, I don't know, I'm addicted to 
unlocking everything again. My girlfriend, she picked up the game and we played it when I uh, was last over her place, and uh, we were just having so much fun. And then suddenly we accidentally unlocked uh, Luigi, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I forgot about how much fun this is." And so I just had to get my copy out, and I I still have my Wii not transferred to my Wii U because I still have to be Xenoblade, and I don't want to risk moving any data until that's done, because the 115 hours I put into that I don't want to ever lose, and so I'm just paranoid, and so I haven't touched it. Um, plus, I'm using this as, a, as an excuse to put Smash Brothers into my Wii U and just start playing fresh. And one of my biggest regrets with Smash Brothers Brawl was always that I used the hammers too soon, uh, and there yeah. was one square I could never open, because there's no effing way I was going to actually beat that with my own skills, and I didn't have a spare hammer. So uh, I'm going to see if I can try to unlock every damn square again, which means a lot of playing. Um, but I, I'm up for the challenge, for the most part. I mean, like I said, I have a lot of other games to play, but uh, it's just really easy just to get sucked into uh, playing a couple brawls or doing classic mode really quick with one of the characters, that sort of thing. Heck yeah. And, um... We're going to a... Emmy and I are going to a... Halloween party at the end of October, as most Halloween parties are. That's that a good time. time to have one. And what about uh, early December? <laughs> that's not uh, as good, but it's tolerable. No. Yeah. Well, you know, but that would make sense though, because that would be like getting back at Christmas for Christmas, always like intruding on the yeah. Halloween. Trend. Halloween two, get back at Christmas. But so uh, anyway, so Amy and I have decided to uh, go as Popo and Nana. The ice climber. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Outstanding. Pictures yep. are a must, by the way. Probably, yeah, we probably hook that up. Speaking of Halloween, I can't wait till next year when, I don't know, it'll probably be, I don't know, 10 months old. Can't wait to get, I want to find a baby Yo or a baby Mario outfit with Yoshi that, you know, goes on his legs. So he's riding Yoshi. Oh, I've seen that. I need to have, I need to find it. And to put the, the hat on him, no shirt, and he just cries. <laughs> <laughs> and, and who are we talking about doing this to? My child. Your soon child. To be born child. Your soon-to-be-born child. When this episode releases in February. You know, be... having a kid is a lot of work just to get that pulled off. You really yep. should reconsider how you build your family. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that'll be a cool thing. We'll have to see pictures of that, too. Um, I was going to go as Bayonetta from Bayonetta 2. Uh, that's my plan for this year. Uh -huh. Do you have a lot of hair? Uh, no. You don't need much for two. I got oh. a lot of leather, though, so I think I'll pull it off. No, actually, every year I wear my Club Nintendo Mario hat, and then I wear a red shirt and, and jeans, and I hand out candy. You're Mario. Yeah, pretty much. And kids kids recognize, I mean, obviously the hat's pretty iconic, but they, they definitely recognize that. Um, I grow up my mustache which takes about seven months. And uh, <laughs> actually, no, I don't grow that out because it'd be impossible. My hair, my facial hair grows like, like an asshole. Um, not, an, not an asshole's hair, but... Uh, <laughs> you may I'm, want to see a doctor. I'm, <laughs> but, uh, if, your, if your mustache grows like an asshole, please call this one for more than... Uh, 1-800-STASH-HOLE. <laughs> we got a new product. <laughs> Oh, man. Now it sounds like I'm promoting it. It's like a chia pet for your face. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the quote. 
just spread the seed on and let it grow. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, um, so brawl. Yeah. Yes. We'll talk more about Halloween stuff uh, in the next episode, maybe when it gets closer, because uh, that's always fun. But uh, Smash Brothers Brawl, um, I'm really kind of getting hyped for the next iteration on the Wii U. I can't wait to see this shit in HD. Um, I can't wait to unlock characters again. I can't wait to see new stages. Like I'm, re- I'm remembering all over again while Smash Brothers is one of my favorite franchises ever in existence. And what's hilarious is that I don't like fighting games. Yeah. And Game Dad Grand just shed a tear. I understand that, but uh, but I just, I really don't. This is the only one I ever cared about, and I'm addicted to it. And uh, I, I, I've I've kind of tried to figure it out, but I don't know, maybe it's just the Nintendo polish or it's something. Just, it's it's just like not even really a fighting game. I mean, in the in the sense that that genre, uh, you know, began, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, it's just like I don't know how to describe it. It's just, it's so hectic. Yes, there's not as much like fighting games typically. Uh, not to overstate how to play a fighting game, but typically. There's a lot of uh, planning and skill. Like you'll have a certain philosophy. Like I'm gonna use this character and be defensive, or I'm gonna, you know, use projectiles or build up my super meter, whatever. Yeah. But brawl reminds me of like that phrase of uh, in like the military world where I forget exactly what it is, but it's like no matter how good your plan is, as soon as the bullets start flying, it, it goes out the window. Right. Like, that's what Brawl is. Like, yes. you, you should have a, a general philosophy. You probably have a general idea of how you're going to try to win, a general strategy. But then it's just all hell breaks loose. And it's really how you manage that, I mm-hmm. think, is is how you succeed at that's, that game. That's why when I play Brawl, I always just put it on random for the character and just have fun. Oh, nice. It's the best way to have fun. You never, that's, that's you never have the same game. character. Yeah, I do that pretty often as well. When I'm playing solo, anyway. Yeah. When I'm playing against like a ten-year-old, we're not random. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this is why I think that whole uh, no items final destination thing is so like counter to <laughs> the intent of of the franchise. Yeah. The, what is it? Fox. No items. Final destination. Yeah. yeah. Boring. Yeah, I don't. I don't really get that either. It kind of bums me out when people don't want to play with items because, not that I need them to to beat somebody, in most cases, but uh, it just it's the fun part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I love turning on like mostly the pokeballs, for instance. Those yes. are always fun, or the assist trophies. Just things that throw those. Those are true wild cards in there. Um, I can't stand certain items though. Like I don't like the smash. There, the what is it called? The um, what is it? Smash ball. The final. Yeah, the final, final smash. smash. Yeah, I don't care for that because it it seems so random how many hits it takes, and I'm never the guy who actually makes the final hit. So that would just bump me out. Uh, those I I, I, I like seeing though. I do like the little social experiment that happens when it comes on the screen. Yeah, how everyone who's gonna get it. Yeah, how everyone just becomes like, like <laughs> gotta get it. Yeah, like the last four people on Earth clawing for the last bottle of water or something like that. And then there's always the one person. Oh, I'm gonna wait till someone hits it twice. Then yeah, yeah, that's oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was literally thinking that as you said it. The hammer, but what if you get that hammer? 
one that falls off. The one that falls oh, off. Oh, it's so embarrassing. Yeah. That's awesome, though. I love that. I just fall off a cliff usually and just die. That happens. No, I always turn off the... Um, and Earthbound fans might not like this, but I turn off Mr. Saturn. Because it's just What's kind he? of... A, he, he's just a very light knock. Like, an enemy... Or, uh, he adds, like, a couple percent to your hit, and he doesn't really push you back or anything. It's pretty... Uh, pretty pointless. I turn that off. I turn off... Um, oh, no, I... I don't have them in front of me. There's, there's like I know on the grid like which ones to get rid of. I turn off the fire flower. Not like the fire flower. Really? Or spicy pepper or curry, whatever. I oh, like yeah, curry. Yeah, I like that stuff. Yeah. It's funny when you eat the curry and you're just doing that weird little dance. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but man, what I love about this game and what I'm really into right now is, like I said, is unlocking those damn squares. And I really hope, if I have any wish for the next Smash Bros, that they have another. They have unlockables like that again. It was so addictive to unlock a square and then see what's next to it and then try to go for that. And it made me play that game so much and in every single possible way they could have imagined. And I loved it. And don't forget collecting the coins and playing that game and collecting all the right. trophies and the stickers and the music. Yep. Yep. Awesome. It's it's addictive, and I have that kind of personality when it comes to these things. And But I love that. And you're right about the trophies. I hope those return... Um, the coin thing works well too. I like the stickers. I, my girlfriend was kind of into that. She, she thought it was a pretty neat idea when we were playing a little of uh, the subspace emissary. And uh, unf- huh? I I enjoyed the subspace I, emissary. I really enjoyed it, it too. Was fun. Yeah, it didn't control perfectly, but yeah, well, it did not. No, it was not fun. perfect. <laughs> I, mean, I know a lot of people will probably think that. Gets. The little cutscenes, hilarious. Well, and that's that's kind of the biggest news that's come out of the Smash Brothers world right now is that we are guaranteed not to have a subspace or to have cutscenes like that. I'm canceling my pre-order. I have to go. It, it's it's kind of depressing. I, I and I think it has something to do with fan reaction and uh, or no, 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 I think I think the article said that they don't want it to be spoiled by the internet. So. They don't want to have all these videos that people can see outside of the game, so they're just not going to make them. And then, and then, seriously, I think that's what the the gist of it was. I mean, I apologize if I'm completely screwing it up and and mm. misunderstanding the whole thing, but feel free to correct me in the thread that this uh, episode goes in. But uh, yeah, it was really it was disappointing, and especially because I hope they don't mean that there's going to be no cutscenes of any kind because. With the new graphics, I mean, pretty much the the old cutscenes from even Melee almost looked HD. That's how beautiful they looked. Pretty good. So, yeah, I mean, I kind of would like to see it, but that would I would love if that was dropped. If it meant everything else could be in there, everything else that I want, because I actually fighting with all the characters and and levels and unlocking all the different things. The home run derby, the uh, hundred man Melee. The, yeah, um, the target smash, all that stuff is so great, and I don't want to see that go. Yeah. I forgot about all those things. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Actually, late the past couple of days, that's what I've been focusing on. Is uh, I was beating classic with a few of the guys, but then I've been just trying to total up my total home run derby and trying to get uh, you know, farther and farther with certain characters because I know I could do better. I know Ganondorf is a king at that stuff. You He's the best. Kick, kick down. He's the best. What? He's the best guy for that. Yeah, oh yeah. And I remember too, I don't know if it was the Donkey Kong, but I read it on the internet and I tested it out and it worked. You can actually get like 
with one of the characters and then they just fly for almost ever. It's it's amazing. <laughs> and it's all legit. I mean, it it's not like it's some sort of weird cheat. I mean, just somehow you can attain that much uh, percentage and I'll have to re re-google that. The the one downside though that I'm experiencing right now is that you can't connect GameCube controllers to your Wii U. And I have a classic controller that I'm playing with my Wii U, you know, plugged into the Wii remote. But man, that joystick is not like a GameCube controllers. No. I'm constantly finding myself almost pushing to the left when I'm trying to push down because just, I guess, the way it's contoured or something. And it doesn't have, it just doesn't feel the same way as, uh, as the GameCube joystick. I don't know really how to describe it, but it's really affecting my ability to play as well as I, I used to. Do you have the Wii U Pro controller? Um, yes. You tried using that? I don't know if I could with... Uh... No, I don't think you can. You're right, because it's just a Wii game, yeah. yeah. Never mind. Retract that. Strike it from the record. It'd be great if you could, though, because, I mean, it, it should connect just like any other uh, Wii remote would, and that probably would feel pretty good. I'll try it, even though I'll probably be dis disappointed. But, yeah, it just, it stinks. I mean, what is it? It's, uh, Mario Kart and Smash Brothers. I play so well with Game GameCube controller versus anything else. And, uh, unfortunately, I don't know if, if I'm going to be able to get that experience again. So i got to do what i got to do. Make do with what i got to make do. And do what you got to do, man. Yeah. I mean, there's not much else to say. This game's been talked about, you know, for a uh, good five years now. It's been that long since it came out. Are the reviews in? Do people like it? <laughs> What's the Metacritic? You know, I don't yeah. think I don't think the embargo's been lifted yet. Oh, okay. So we're still waiting. What is the Metacritic for that, actually? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say over 90. I'm going to say 94. 94? Yeah. Do you want to refine yours, Lou? I'm going to say 93.2. <laughs> One dollar. <laughs> All right, now, yeah, I was just gonna say we're gonna round it. Uh, if you go, technically, you you both lose because it's ninety three. Oh, so man. Lou, you, Lou, you went over. Did I yeah. lost the showcase showdown? But the Metacritic score right now is ninety three. The user score is eighty eight. We're pretty close. What the hell? <laughs> oh, that's uh, user reviews. Never mind. I was gonna say someone gave it a zero. <laughs> Their game must not have worked. <laughs> game disc was broken. He finds himself disappointed. It says it's a really bad game. It's the worst game ever. Uh, <laughs> the game's characters have moves that are too powerful. Uh, each level's over in 20 seconds. It's hard to play. Hard to find out the controls. Uh, it doesn't flow with any other game of Nintendo. Brought to, you, brought to you by the developer of PlayStation All-Stars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's a big popular waste of money. It's a letdown that I wouldn't even buy for free. It sucks. You can't buy things for free. Yeah, it's not how it works. That's not how it works. <laughs> it's written by, like, a grandma? Uh, zero uh, out of ten users <laughs> find this helpful. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't want to read the guy's username because it actually is probably his full name. Um, and I want to give him that kind of special light. Let's not babble on anymore about uh, Brawl or Metacritic or how much that game sucks. Um, or hatred for Animal Crossing. 
There you go. Yeah, let's definitely not talk more about that. Let's take I'm a quick flowers. I'm gonna hit you so hard in the face. That's a perfect time to break. <laughs> no, don't leave me alone with them. <laughs> topic i just want to throw a mini topic at you guys did you guys watch the nintendo direct which was i think yesterday as of airing uh, i should that? not steven i read about it okay you read about it and joe you didn't do anything nope i'm a terrible podcaster <laughs> you're supposed to be on the pulse of nintendo news what the hell i'm too busy collecting things in animal crossing <laughs> nintendo gave us a lot of uh you know awareness ahead of time about this so you should have been ready I was working. I think you're lying. I'm I am lying. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Nintendo, I don't even think, announced this one. They just suddenly said, like, hey, it's up. Look at it. Nintendo doesn't like to promote its products. You know? They don't want to... They want to keep it... They want to keep it real. Bird. Okay, we'll just believe that's what they're doing. Uh, anyway, so what they did announce, though, it was a, it was a Wii Fit U and a Wii Sports Club... Uh, based Nintendo Direct, and uh, Wii Fit U. Uh, did you guys ever play the original Wii Fit? Sure did. Sure did not. <laughs> okay. Um, for those who have played, uh, did you enjoy it? I mean, is it something that you'd buy another iteration of? Man, that's a good question. Um, we bought Wii Fit, and then we eventually traded in the game for towards Wii Fit Plus. Smart move. No point in keeping the original. So, you know, I've kind of bought it twice now. Um, I don't know. I mean, I really, really liked it as like a starting point. Like, I've, I've thought many times, I, I really think that there's a lot of potential for a cross between gaming and exercise. But I think that would look more like some kind of, you know, like VR helmet while riding an exercycle or something, you know, where... Wait, hold, stop. Did you just say exercycle? <laughs> what do you call it? Exercise bike. Really? Yeah. Oh. Anyway, continue. Is exercycle an old term? I've never heard it before. I think that's oh, really? what's on uh, a really nice uh, washer-dryer mix. <laughs> One of the settings. Yeah. Uh, throw it in, 20 minutes, extra cycle. <laughs> All right, well, I want negative worlders who have heard of this term to come and support me and post. It's, they know it's not it. necessary, negative worlders. Don't worry about it. No, it is. It's Check on your weird. clothes. They're in the extra cycle. Anyway, yes. Your laundry, yes, go. 
Yeah, the thing about, you know, using gym equipment is that it's kind of boring. You, you know, you can watch TV if possible, but even then, television sucks. And trust me, it's hard to, like, play a handheld video game while using gym equipment. So, so you know, I think something where you kind of, like, you know, artificially be in a different space or, or like, have different goals, you know, uh, like, like, you know, run faster here to... Do this thing. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. So I think that is awesome, and I think stuff like We Fit is sort of like a like a step in that direction. But unfortunately, you know, the original We Fit and We Fit Plus, they were very, you know, after a few months, you know, you just get bored with the games, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, you know, it just needs to be like a deeper. A deeper game. Yeah, I can only flap like a chicken for so long. Exactly, exactly. And that was actually surprisingly fun. It was, uh, it was. It was ridiculous, but it was really fun. And some of the games are really fun. It's just that, you know, a workout routine has to be something that, you know, can stay fresh over a long period of time. And I just think those first games yeah. couldn't really accomplish that. So I don't know, you know, what, what did you see from the we fit you that maybe could address that, or does it just look like more of the same? And I'm a little concerned still with, with what you're concerned about, because they didn't talk much about the games themselves. They did announce that there's going to be seven, 77 total activities, and I, in a perfect world, that would be 77 just plain old like chicken flapping games and other fun things like that, and then they'd have a bunch of stretches um, and strength training exercises and all that other stuff extra, but I'm kind of thinking that 77 is the total for everything. So you got your 20 yoga moves, and you got your uh, two different jump ropes, and your three different running through the worlds, and then you've got all these things. And uh, it felt limited in that regard to me in the past games. I, I don't need, you know, we fit you to be my yoga teacher or something. But it would just it would be really cool to have a lot more depth to all that. Because you even get bored with that if you only have 15 to 20 poses. And some of them, you know, well, each pose, you know, targets certain parts of your body, too. So if, say, say you just really want to work on your back. Uh, your core. Yeah, or your core. And then there's only, like, four core exercises. Then the rest are leg and arm. Well, then you're not going to have a long workout, especially if you want to focus on one part of your body per workout, which a lot of people do it that way. And uh, so I'm not sure if it's going to address that. But they didn't really describe anything, and so I'm a little skeptical. I'm definitely going to pick it up, especially for the price, because the price should be around $20 for people um, for the game itself. And I'll get back into that in just a second. But the main, the main thing they did discuss was the fit meter, which is pretty much what everyone thought of uh, for the past like two, three years as we've pondered what this would be like. It's It's kind of like a pocket Pikachu, or that... That one thing that came out in the Pokemon, was it uh, Heart Gold and Soul Silver had that? The Pokewalker. Yeah, the Pokewalker. So it's kind of like a mix between the Pokewalker and a pedometer, but it's got a lot more tech inside it. Uh, maybe not that much more, but it, it's it, it's got an accelerometer, I think. Um, whatever it's got, whatever little device checks pressure. An elevation, flex capacitor. How's it check elevation? Uh, through through its pressure sensor. So, as you climb higher somewhere, whether it's you know up a road or 
supposedly even upstairs and everything, which I, I, I didn't realize that air pressure changes that delicately uh, just by going up a flight of stairs. Um, I've got some pretty big staircases in my work, so that'll be interesting to see if that uh, registers anything. But, but yeah, so it checks elevation, it checks your steps, it checks uh, the amount of calories you burn in these activities. Um, I think it keeps track of your speed to a point. Um, it, it checks a few different things, and then you can upload it to the Wii U game with the IR uh, in the controller itself, which I'm looking at it right now. It's on the uh, top of the gamepad. And uh, and so you're able to finally actually keep track of some sort of outside-the-game exercise and put it in there easily, because that was such a problem with the first one, uh, or the second game, the Wii Fit Plus, where you have to type in, oh, I worked worked out today for an hour and 15 minutes, and uh, then detail it and everything. And So this will help kind of keep track of that sort of thing, and you'll ideally wear it while you're working out with the game, so it'll kind of help keep a more detailed track uh, of your your efforts. So that's pretty cool. I think my wife might like that. She uh, had the original Wii Fit. Mm-hmm. She had Plus. I think she had the original, so she might actually like that feature, so I'll ask her about it. Yeah, and I, you know, I mean, the the cost is really a low-risk assessment because for they, they kind of spin out a bunch of different things, so I'm frankly not honestly clear about what they're planning on doing for everything in the overall scheme of things. They are going to release the game with a Wii balance board and the fit meter for X amount of dollars. They are going to release it with just the uh, fit meter, I believe, in retail. I, I don't know. They got a bunch of combinations, but one thing I know for sure they're doing is that if you buy the fit meter for 20 bucks, you'll get a download code for the game for free. So pretty much you're either paying for the game for 20 bucks and then you're getting the fit meter or you're buying the fit meter and getting the game for free. Either way, it's 20 bucks. And that's a pretty perfect price for this, yeah. I mean, they clearly put a lot of effort into um, upgrading what the graphics look like. The uh, the trainer actually has a more human look to her. Um, I'm sure that the male version does as well. This is creeping out some people, though. And, I mean, I guess I see it either way, but I'd rather see a slightly more detailed person on the screen um, than the weird person that's now going to be a fighter in Brawl. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, so does that mean now she's the... The one in the new Smash Brothers is not going to look like the one in the new. No, I I bet you they'll keep it as is because it's an established character. You know, it doesn't. It's not the Wii Fit trainer. It's not the Wii Fit U trainer. I mean, they could just justify it like that. They call it the Wii Fit trainer. So, um, what was I saying now? Yeah, so they they've put some effort into upgrading it, adding more mini games, and and the whole technology that's in the Fit Meter, which might only be like five bucks. Uh, worth the technology for all we know, but at least you know the, that would make the game worth 15, which I think that's justifiable for a game like this. So I'm really excited for it. Uh, I do want to lose a couple pounds, and I, I have a gym membership. I go biking. Um, I try to eat healthier uh, than I normally do. Uh, I'll leave it, right? But Wait, having, having a game like this though uh, is a great way to get me moving, especially when I'm at home. And uh, and what's great too is I know that I, I bought the physical copy of Animal Crossing, but this is definitely the game that I want downloaded digitally. I don't ever have to put a disc in because that was such a pain in the ass back in the day. Like, say I wanted to uh, play Xenoblade all the time, but I also wanted to work out. Just the whole notion that I have to take out Xenoblade, put in Wii Fit, and then take the time to reboot it back up, and then get like into a, it. 
Yeah. <laughs> don't want that. What's that? Like a workout. Who wants that? Right. It's a workout to work out. And uh, and if I mean most people know that uh, when it comes to working out, there's that split second of like you know what I should work out that can really fly away. It can leave you if you don't actually do it right then and there. And the time it would take to switch that disc in could totally ruin it and be like, you know what, I think I'd just play some Smash. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, that's totally what happens to people. So. Yeah. Now, one thing, um, I don't know, but I thought I'd heard rumblings that this was going to, uh, this game was going to have some sort of online feature where you could, like, at least compare, mm. kind of, like, files, like, see what your friends are doing. Yep. Is that true? And to what extent is that? Yeah, you can create uh, Meverse communities related to your uh, your health and fitness, and you can make them personalized in the sense that you can have, say, a negative world club, or you can have one where pretty much you just pick whoever you want in it. So you and your family and a couple of your close friends who don't, you know, care how much you weigh, you can let them see that information and see what you're doing and encourage you and work with you and uh, hopefully they're smart enough to let you compare scores in this too, because I'm sure that you know oh, I wouldn't yeah. want to flap like a chicken harder than you do. Exactly. And I want to be able to yeah. to compete like that, you know? Yeah. Like, hey, Joe, I, I flapped a hundred times more than you today. Oh no, I mean, but this is exactly. I mean, that I think could be a, a legitimate big deal mm -hmm. because that is exactly the sort of thing that I think you know will get people. Working out and using this software, and uh, you know, actually make it important. Totally. So I think that they've nailed this new aspect of uh, the community, which is, I mean, science proves that working out with people tends to provide better results. Uh, so it's just a fact. So that's really exciting. I think what will really be the final nail in the coffin, or Opposite whatever, there are. yeah, whatever a positive <laughs> version of that is. The last snail out of the coffin. <laughs> yeah. uh, whatever that ends up being um, will be whether or not the events and activities are plentiful and varied enough because I feel like they just keep missing that mark by a little bit. Walk, stand, sit. And on two legs. Stand on and, one leg. And I really hope that they're a little more efficient in terms of Lie to the left. Getting from like activity to activity can be kind of cumbersome too. It can kind of take a little long. So hopefully uh, that's fixed. Crisscross, everybody clap your hands. Hold on. Yeah, I definitely, like even when I was using Wii Fit and Wii Fit Plus, uh, especially some of the games, hey, some of the games in Wii Fit Plus were actually kind of fun for a while, but it'd be like, oh, like there's all these workout things. I'd rather just play this game. Well, actually, I often would do the workout routines where I'd string together a bunch of different things. But uh, what I would like is some guidance onto what really is beneficial to string together. Some sort of understanding, some sort of teaching about health and fitness, not just here's some health and fitness moves. And I mean, yeah, okay, you tell me what it targets, but um, tell me a little bit more. When I understand something, I'll be more motivated to actually continue to do it if I understand really how it's affecting my body. I want to do more than just burn calories. I want to, you know, have a, like my lower back sometimes, you know, can ache. Uh, partially it's probably posture or something, but how do I strengthen that? You know, how do I correct that? I know I shouldn't go to Nintendo for health advice, you know, and I'm not saying that I that's what I would do, but it'd be nice to be able to use that tool a little bit more efficiently. Mm-hmm. Word. So then there's also Wii Sports Club, Yay. which is not a sandwich. 
just to clarify. Um, it's apparently there's not there's not too much to to say about this, but it's pretty much Wii Sports, the original Wii Sports, online in HD with Wii Motion hey. Plus guaranteed. Yay! Yeah, and um, the downside it's a la carte, so each sport itself is nine ninety nine. No deal. No deal. I mean, eight is a big difference from nine ninety nine though too. I mean, it's difference between forty and fifty bucks total if you were to get them all. Exactly, it's a psychological thing, man. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so when this comes out, I mean, are you guys interested in kind of double dipping on uh, some of these sports? I would definitely get bowling. Tennis is awesome. Mm-hmm. So I guess I'd get those two. All right, well, those two are the only ones that are going to release first. Uh, then the other three would come later for some reason. Yeah, we don't want those anyways. No. no. I enjoyed the baseball. It'd be nice if that was a little deeper, but... I liked having Jesus out in the outfield sometimes, and then the devil would be up to bat. Right. You know how many times I had Michael Jackson? You know, or, right. Uh, or Diddy Kong. Um, yep. Or some rather inappropriate ones that my cousin made that I will not uh, detail here. Shakespeare? I mean, we need to have a podcast just about who the hell our me's are. That would, that would be a good subject. Bring it up. Maybe, maybe the next episode we'll do that. We'll just talk about who the me's of past and present. Yeah. Past, present, yeah. and future. Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> Me Hall of Fame. And then we'll painstakingly go through how to uh, create them verbally with verbal instructions. <laughs> no visuals. Yeah. Yeah. Not at all. I don't know. I'm kind of torn on whether or not this will be smart or stupid for Nintendo. The online thing is, is the biggest deal right there. I mean, I think that'll move a lot of quote unquote units, um, more like bits because it's all digital. But. Uh, and having Wii Motion Plus and, and HD and all those factors do play into it, and that's what's making me initially think maybe I should double dip into this. But then now that I have to decide on what sports to get and don't get, that's a little bit trickier. I play a lot of bowling, but do I need more bowling? I don't know. You need boxing, really? Do you want I, box? I don't. I don't need that for two reasons. One, the Wii Fit boxing is better, and uh, and so I'll have that anyway. Actually, I guess that is the only reason. <laughs> Since they're doing this thing a la carte, they theoretically can add anything they want to it. It's not like it's a game that just exists and then doesn't change. I mean, they could add the next yeah, three, and then they could add tennis or table tennis, um, sword fighting. They could do all sorts of stuff, and I, I hope they do. Billiards. <laughs> Billiards would be pretty sweet, yeah. Is that a sport? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I guess it's bowling. I took it in college, man. One credit class I needed. <laughs> awesome. The uh, the the professor, as you could call him, um, he said that uh, yeah, if you could beat him on the first day, then you could get an A and never show up for class, and nobody could beat him. So, of course, no one could beat him. That's no. awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. It was my last semester. I needed to to take one more credit, and I was like, well, let's see, take something actually, uh, perhaps intellectually stimulating, or take the fun class. Got another good sport, bocce. Bocce. Love bocce. You know what? I've never played bocce, but there's a pizza place near my work that has bocce courts in it, and the, I've had the pizza there recently. It's amazing pizza, and I think um, in a couple weeks I'm going to go there with my girlfriend, and we're, we might play some bocce and eat some pizza. So easy. I would love to do that. I love a good bocce match. Well, if you guys are ever in the uh, greater Metro Detroit area, then... Uh, Feel free to 
call me up for some bocce. I'll uh, book my ticket right away. <laughs> way. Sports club, can't wait. Club me? No, club you. I don't even know. It's so confusing. I think that Nintendo is slowly trying to get the Western audience to have game titles as long and complex as they are in Japan. <laughs> so eventually we'll just have like Wii Sports Fun Club You Me With Me of Dreams. Alright, let's move on to the next topic uh, after this short break. Last segment of our podcast today. Yay! Yay! Or boo! Our main topic today is about franchises. People complain a lot about Mario Brothers, for instance, and how it always feels stale. You know, it's always they're just rehashing ideas, this and that. And you hear that from people. I mean, you you hear people talk about how great the new game is, but you also hear a lot of people talking negative like that. And you hear that from the Zelda franchise, you hear that from the Metroid franchise, you hear that from pretty much any major gaming franchise. And so I was starting to think about that, and I was wondering, well, maybe the answer isn't another iteration. Maybe the answer isn't Mega Man 10. What if it's a whole different genre of gameplay with that franchise in mind? And I know this happens actually quite a bit the more I thought about it. But, I don't know. I guess my question to you guys is, is it more often than not, is it an actual smart thing to do? Is it a good way to start thinking about your, your game franchise? Or is it more or less abandoning what makes the franchise what it is? And then I also want to see if you guys have any uh, ideas of something that could possibly work well for, uh, for Nintendo to, uh, to consider. Well, I have this idea for a new Zelda game, first-person shooter. It's called Link's Crossbow Trainer. Now, hear me out on this one. Okay. He's uh, training with his crossbow. He's a young little tyke, and he's never used a crossbow before. How's it sound? Uh, you know, you're, you're kind of catching me here. It never work. Never work? Oh, all right. Never mind. Now, does it come with, like, a really awkward plastic? It does. Okay. I've read my mind. Okay. Now, well, it's not recyclable, uh, right? A peripheral, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Ship it. Oh, uh, no. But seriously, often... I feel like when franchises stray from the formula that has worked, it often backfires. Okay, well, give us an example I, of that. I can't really think of an example right now. <laughs> uh, Zelda 2. Although okay. I love it, a lot of people hate it because it's straight from the formula of the first one. Yeah. Like, why would you change it? So you, you think that it's the fact that it wasn't like Zelda 1 that yes. people didn't like it, not that it was like it is Zelda yeah. 2. True. Imagine if they'd come out in reverse order. People might have been like, oh, this Zelda is so boring, I can't even jump. Or they would never have made a second one because the first one was so terrible. Oh, well, maybe that. Well, you guys have good points there. I think I've said on this podcast before it was the first Zelda I ever played, so I didn't know any better. 
Right. I thought it was an awesome game. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, you know, we all make mistakes. Um, <laughs> no, I, honestly, I'm not going to shit on the game very much. I promise. Uh, I'm not a big fan of it, but I totally see what they were trying to do. And I, I understand why some people really like it. I think that's just very flawed, and that's what I can't get past. But I think it was an admirable attempt, and I'm kind of I'm, I'm kind of cool with the fact that they tried. I would like to see them try again, to be honest. Do so, tell, Lou. Yeah, would you do, do it tell. the same exact way? Uh, I like the way the overworld was laid out. I like the palace structure. I would maybe change that so you could go back to the palaces with... Um, items you get in later palaces and get items again, or things you may have missed. Okay. And maybe make the palaces like a mini Metroidvania. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah, well, I mean, like, that's what you're leading towards, because even in Zelda's now, you can't really go back to a previous temple and do anything with new weapons. Exactly. So, It'd be a Zeltroidvania. A Zeltroidvania. Oh, <laughs> Mind blown. Uh... I don't know. I just love Zelda too. I like the animations. They're like the little kangaroos that are hopping, fighting those dark nuts. Oh my god! It's like a chess match, you know. Shield up, down, up, down, 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 up, up. Just jumping into that. Yeah, it was. And if you think about it, yeah, that was pretty. Um, that was like a very uh, complex battle system yes. for a very simple. Yes. You know, hardware, software. Because, because typically, you know, in any game up till that point, it was, you know, everything was very binary. It's like either you're hitting them or you're not. Right. You know, but this was unpredictable and yeah, a little frustrating. Yes. A little frustrating. So, but they were trying. They improvements were trying. to make. You can make the sword maybe a little longer. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yep. Maybe make the beam stronger. Oh, uh, yes. Well, now let's talk about, though, the major real differences, because as far as the fighting mechanics, sure, you could talk about the pixel length of the sword, but the real differences were the RPG elements of how you actually level up and become stronger, and then, yeah. and then also the perspective. Yeah. And yes. those were the two key elements that made Zelda 2 so different than Zelda 1, so what about those did you actually like? Why why did you enjoy this the side-scrolling Zelda? Well, I... For the RPG part, to go back to that point, it didn't occur to me until I was about, oh, I don't know, 20-something years old, that I could skip leveling up one of the things in order to save the points and maybe level up your power, quote-unquote. Maybe I didn't want to level up my life right away. Maybe I just wanted to get very powerful first. That never occurred to me as a child. And I kicked myself because I always wanted to be more powerful, and I was pretty good at avoiding damage. So that could be changed, maybe streamline a little better. Maybe you get more experience points faster. I'd clean that up a little bit. And uh, I don't know, I just like the, the side-scrolling. It, it didn't bother me. Yeah. I mean, it was more for the time. I think, you know, it made for a faster-paced yeah. Zelda experience. He moved at a pretty good clip. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think you maybe got a little, you know, with the mild platforming you got more of sort of that pure adventure yeah kind of feel except when you fell in a pit because you got hit with a rock and you yeah. fell backwards into some <laughs> bubbles <laughs> not cool yeah. game over return of ganon oh, 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 oh. this is yeah, more, like, more like a sick seal but 
Well, <laughs> and the other thing, you know, if they had, if they were to remake Zelda two in two thousand, I guess we'd have to assume fourteen and beyond. Yeah. Uh, just think of how amazing the uh, the visuals could be, because I'm thinking yeah. like, you know, the way forward standard of like two D sprite animation, or or, or even Rayman Land is yes. probably a better example, but. Um, you know, could you imagine that two D Zelda with that kind of a approach to the to the visuals? That you could make be... the bosses bigger. You could have oh many bosses. You could. It'd be like watching the cartoon. You know, it'd be like watching a cartoon. Yeah, <laughs> not the cartoon. You don't want that art style. You could keep the upward stab, the downward thrust, the downward thrust. Keep the crazy old men living in the basements. Yep, I am error. No, that wasn't an old man. That was just a gruff. Oh. S&M guy. Yeah. <laughs> I may be chained to a wall or something. How would you handle the um, health and magic replenishment? Would you still... I go it? to a heart system Ooh. instead of a meter. Ah, I see. I see. And then, and then be- for the magic, I would do the meter from A Link to the Past. Yep, there you go. There it is. Problem solved. All right, book it. Colonuma. Yep. So then would you gain new health via uh, heart pieces or whole hearts or would you also use magic still or, or you know that kind of RPG style um hmm. I'm thinking the heart pieces are so ingrained in, in Zelda, Zelda yeah. but that's the thing I mean this, the whole point and the premise is to change it up just enough right yeah Zelda 2 enemies don't drop life you have to find fairies or go to a town in order to keep the difficulty level, maybe enemies still don't drop hearts. So it's like a forced hero mode. Kinda. But you do you do end up getting that life spell. That's helpful. That's true. Ah, very quandary. See, when you guys discuss this, it totally makes me realize why I know the potential to like this game is there. Mm-hmm. But I, I just lack something that I'll never get, just probably because I didn't grow up with it in my childhood like other people did, you know? Um, but you make good points. So, I mean, should Nintendo experiment more with these kinds of things? Well, let's let's think about, you know, is Nintendo actually, for as many, you know, as much as uh, they get flack for, like, releasing what people say is the same game over and over, they don't actually do too many straight-up remakes, right? Like, they did a essentially a remake of the first Metroid called Zero Mission. Mm-hmm. They did a remake of... Uh, Ocarina of Time? Yes, yeah, yeah, for 3DS. Wind Waker. Okay, Wind Waker's coming out. Yep. Um, but so, when when I look at those remakes, like, they didn't change very much. You know what I mean? Zero Mission was, was a pretty big, was a pretty drastic uh, change. But that's really the only one. I mean, like, the, the Ocarina of Time remake, I love the new character models, but that's honestly not, like, a huge sea change of, a, of, a, of an upgrade. Um, yeah. Not that Ocarina of Time really needed much to be fixed. Well, and even with the Wind Waker that's coming out, um, yeah. people say there's a lot of differences there, but a lot of them are more refinements than actual changes. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, I think that the kind of things that that we're talking about, which I think would make Zelda 2 a game that people would like in 2014 and beyond. Uh, I'm just not sure Nintendo 
unfortunately is is interested in those kind of projects. Another thing they could add to the Zelda 2 is a map system. Mm. Some of those palaces are so complex yeah. with multiple floors. <laughs> if you don't know where you're going, you can get lost fairly easy. Yeah. If, if I didn't have to go back to the palace every time I died, and if I had a map system, I probably would have loved that game a lot more. Yeah. yeah. Simple things, you know, simple fixes. Yep. So, the Zelda 2 formula has been used before, though. So, like, I understand what you guys are saying, and I kind of agree. And maybe that can be applied to Nintendo as a whole. But what about, say, a Zelda platformer? Like, could it... it, Just straight-up platformer? Yeah, because, I mean, the Zelda 2 experience pretty much is a 2D cutoff of a 3D, you know, Zelda game. I mean, it is the same... It's pretty much the first Zelda or Link to the Past, but done from a slightly different angle in the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, you still end up slashing things, which not, not that you wouldn't in a platformer, but uh, you still do all sorts of the same things. And what if instead of, you know, uh, going to these dungeons and everything and, and finding your way through them, you actually, maybe it's more like a Metroidvania type thing too, but what if you actually had a platform game like Mario and you ran through levels and you, you fought off uh, Deku Shrubs instead of Goombas? And you know your your jump move was more of a down slash, like you know, like in uh, the subspace or uh, or Zelda two. I mean, could that possibly work? And would would it be crazy to do that? Or is that kind of like an intriguing concept? Not if Link is the main character. I can't see Link running around doing all that stuff, kicking Deku shrubs and flipping <laughs> and bopping on things. But, but now, why see- is that? Is that because of the integrity of the? I mean, technically, the maturity of Zelda. I mean, Zelda's a rather mature, uh, you know, world. So now, is it too lighthearted of a concept? Are platformers too lighthearted? I could maybe see Groose going around and doing that. Mm. That'd be kind of awesome, actually. <laughs> a Groose platformer? Groose spinoff. Yeah, a little, little spinoff. Hey, if they could make a Tingle game, they could make a yeah. Groose game. That's true. Well, yeah, what was that Tingle Rupee Land thing about? What was what was the actual gameplay in that? Um, uh, I don't know. You guys have played it for hours and hours. Admit it. No, I don't think I've ever played it. Okay, me either. Then never mind. I uh, strike it from the record. Yeah, I strike it from the record. Never said it. Never asked it. But can can drastic mishmashes like that actually work? I mean, I know that Mario. I was thinking. I was trying to think about Mario in the first place, and Mario is such a jerk for what they've done to him because he pretty much has been in everything. Yeah, he's been in, he, he's snowboarded. He's been in an RPG. He has his own kart racer. He uh, helped you play Pacross. Um, he's got platforming games. Puzzle games. Puzzle games, yeah. Um, sports games. He's played soccer and baseball and all sorts of stuff like that. I mean, he really hasn't... There's nothing that he hasn't done, so you couldn't necessarily say... Well, I mean, unless you put him into a Zelda-type thing, where instead of him running around a free world collecting stars, maybe he's actually battling Goombas more seriously. Or, uh, I mean, like Mario 64. Yeah, that's Mario 64. Kind yeah. of, kind of, though, but without... I that's what you're saying, but it's, I think it's, it's uh, you know, it's not that uh, much of a departure from something like Mario 64. Isn't that Mario RPG, then? 
Well, could you turn that into a 3D? Yeah, Mario? maybe like a 3D Mario RPG where you don't. Yeah, because you don't have. Because the problem with Mario 64, in terms of what I'm thinking of, is that Mario 64 has stars, which essentially are goalposts, which essentially fragment the whole thing. But like an open world Mario, a true open world Mario, or something like that. Um, more like, uh, like a you know, Ocarina of Time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he collects power-ups that he keeps and can switch back and forth between. Perhaps, you know, and um, or, or take uh, New Super Mario Brothers Wii, and you know how he goes um, from the start level from that tree, and he goes all the way to the princess's castle, and what if he li- that literally was just a 3D world for him to go to, and I mean, I'm not saying throwing a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, NPCs who chat him up and all that stuff, but doing levels differently like that, I mean, is that enough of... I mean, is that even a gameplay change? I mean, when I think of gameplay change, I do think of, you know, let's take Kirby and uh, put him in a football game. You know, like, that's a that's a really like kind of crazy example, but... Well, I, we t- Kirby, and we put him in a pinball game. Hmm. We could also do, like, uh, mini-golf with them. I like it because he can't turn into a ball. Yep. 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 Sign me up for 10 copies. Uh, what if he's made of yarn, though? That's brilliant. Let's do it. What if he's made of. Uh... I got nothing. <laughs> guacamole. <laughs> Man, what if he's made of guacamole? Kirby's uh, guacamole. Guacamole. We start in Kirby. <laughs> only, only for the PlayStation Network. <laughs> Kirby could be a Metroidvania, but it'd still be side scrolling. Platforming. Yep. That would be cool. Well, yeah, so, like, I mean, it, I guess this also brings light to the fact that a lot of genres really do share the same things, don't they? Yes. This yeah. topic's too hard. It is a hard topic. That's why when I thought of it, I was I hated myself because I realized I didn't have any good examples. <laughs> and I thought of this, like, a week ago, so um, I had a long time to create one, and I still couldn't. Uh, but, I mean, talking about Zelda 2 is a great example. That, that was, like, the first example of someone doing this. And uh, I think seeing it done again would be kind of neat. And I don't know if they would ever do that again, but I think it'd be worth the risk. It'd be kind of a ballsy, exciting move to try. And they have so many Zelda games out now in in production and remakes, and they could do something small. Yeah, yeah, or what if... Well, I'm pretty sure they'll never do like a download-only... like discount type eShop game with one of their main franchises. Oh. So I couldn't imagine them doing like a, a five hour adventure starring Link but in a two in a Zelda two type fashion. Um no the thing about any of these is no matter how awesome your idea is, it's like it's too different than gamers have been conditioned to just reject it outright like a body rejecting a donated organ. Yes. And if it's too similar, then they just are like, why is it so similar? But sometimes it's so different that the hipsters like it. So, Zero, this is right up your alley. <laughs> I didn't know Daniel Stern <laughs> played video games. Um, but, but would, you know, the, the question of like if it would, if people would like it versus if any of these things would make for a good game are two entirely different questions. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think a lot of these are good ideas and uh, you know the people who mean it when they say they would like to see something different would would enjoy yeah these things but uh, who's gonna have the balls to create it yep 
Who's going to step up with the cajones and do it? So I guess what we've really accomplished in our discussion so far is highlighting the fact that this is a really tough thing for developers to figure out. Yeah, and you know, I think also Miyamoto, for as brilliant and genius as he is, you know, I think his approach to games is one where, you know, I don't think he likes reinventing the wheel. Safety first. Yeah, I mean, for him, it's it's more of like, how great of a wheel can I make? Sure, you know? refining the wheel. Yes, exactly. He no has problem. this vision of like, you know, the perfect Mario or whatever, and he's yeah, he's gonna chase that until he dies. But, you know, it's just not his style to be like, you know, like if I totally reinvent the formula, then I can coast for another five years or something. You know, like that's just not. So, so then Mighty Number no. Nine, which is you know seen as a Mega Man clone, is almost maybe the same exact thing. You know, um, that's Inafune, right? Yep. Inafune is is making this game, and it looks very much like Mega Man, but is instead of him, you know, making some sort of like Mega Man chess, you know, of course without Mega Man, but uh, Mega Man chess. <laughs> <laughs> that Thanks could work. for your donations, everybody. That could Mega work. Chess. Um, you got bishop powers. <laughs> <laughs> well, what if yeah? What if your what if the Mega Man piece could actually gain the powers of all the other pieces on the board? Yeah. Whoa! Now you're onto something. There you go. Little blade wins the game. <laughs> <laughs> it could be a variant of chess. That'd be awesome. Um, but so instead of doing something like that, which he should be doing, as we just realized. Um, he's creating perhaps the most refined Mega Man-esque experience that we've ever seen. So maybe he's onto something with that. I mean, I'm he- excited. I'm just so excited to see like Mega Man back in the hands of people who care about Mega Man. Of course, not hey, actually Mega Man though. Well, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Joe, what's that way up there? Oh, it's your hopes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey, there. at least they're not crushed. It's not high for me. Really? Not confident. Not confident. I don't think it's going to be anything mind-blowing. Well, Don't no, say I, shit I, like that, because I backed it. It's the first Kickstarter I've ever done. Yeah, I mean, really, it's... Uh, yeah, this is something... I'm not expecting my mind to be blown. I'm expecting that uh, comfortable, enjoyable experience that I just think Capcom doesn't care about making anymore. <laughs> so. That's a good way to put it, frankly. So he's freshening up the franchise by playing it safe and doing the right thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I am I am eager to see how he, you know, fulfills that promise he's kind of made in, uh, in jazzing it up and making it a modern game with some maybe classic gameplay elements. And dance numbers. It's got to have dance numbers. Well, there's some female, uh, you know, level bosses and stuff, so maybe Let's... there could be like a... a, a Oh shoot! What's that? Like a rock, rock center? The Rockettes. Yeah, the Rockettes. There you go. My question though is how I, I guess, you know, I guess if I think about it, there's nothing illegal, but I, I am pleasantly surprised that like you know Capcom hasn't stepped in and. Good point. You know. Well, there was a rumor that the uh, the single oh now there's been four backers uh, but initially there was one backer of ten thousand or more and people were like is that Capcom themselves? 
And, uh, so who knows? I mean, but they own the property of Mega Man. They don't own the gameplay. They don't own any of that stuff. They don't own the color blue. Yeah, but so this calls into question, like, where that line of infringement would be drawn, you know? Because he even is having Mega Man, like, jump in the exact same iconic pose and everything, and he, he fights eight bosses and gets their energy their powers, and, you know. Well, that really just would depend on the patent, I guess, but at the same time, how many movies are the same plot over and over? You know, uh, I, I I don't know. I mean, uh, Freaky Fridays are done like every five years, and yeah. I don't know the legality behind getting the rights to do a Freaky Friday, but... Uh, right, right, right. No, I, I mean, I'm with you. I mean, I don't, I really don't think there's anything illegal about it. It's just that it just seems like... Uh, in current day media, you know, everyone's legal department is just like, who can we sue? Sue! Sue them again! No, I meant sue. Oh. The Garrett girl down the hall. Oh. So it's almost like you're wondering why doesn't it happen more often if it's yeah, so it's legal. We're surprised Nintendo isn't suing everybody. Mario was the first to jump on things. Yeah, exactly. Let's sue ourselves. Donkey Kong does it. <laughs> Speaking of which, there's a something that needs to be freshened up. It's been the same game like 500 times. What? Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong Country. Donkey Kong Country 2. Donkey Kong Country 3. Donkey Kong Country Returns. Donkey Kong Country Returns. Strock will freeze you. <laughs> it's all the same game, is it not? I don't know. Donkey Kong Country Returns was awesome. It was. Minus the blowing. But again, I mean, it was a refinement of the wheel. Yes. It had more treads. And it didn't slide in winter conditions. It's <laughs> a great way to describe it. Yeah. Plus, at least at that point, it had been a long time since yes. like yeah, the previous right. country. Game. Now, what about Donkey Kong chess? No. Or Donkey Kong checkers? Mm. Ground pound to flip over the opponents. I like that. It changes color. I got yeah. it. If, if Nintendo ever goes in the iPhone game, that's the first app to exist right there. Yeah. Donkey Kong Othello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I want to say this really quick, that uh, Money Number 9 will probably be finished uh, at Kickstarter by the time this goes out, but... It's currently at $2,320,463. 40,701 backers. I'm going to start a Kickstarter. I know. I don't I don't understand. I need a new pair of sneakers. They cost $300,000. All you need is a slick video with some soft music underneath where you're talking to the camera, sincerely explaining what Pretty you're going to do. With these sneakers. I get talking to a nice little voice. I plan to walk around in these sneakers a lot. Your donation is going to help me <laughs> from yeah. viewers like you. If you yeah. donate twenty dollars or more, you can suggest this the laces. If you uh, if you donate forty dollars or more, you can uh, choose where I walk. I'll buy you a pair of shoes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you don't get the big shoe size though. Oh top man! Too. <laughs> but okay, so we've we've kind of straight off topic. Uh, the Nike discussions for next time. But uh, 
kind of tying it back to, to the whole freshening up thing, um, Joe, you Joe, had an idea that you wanted to mention. Uh, well, I did. I mean, we kind of talked around it, but I. <laughs> it seems like open world is, has been the conclusion for any, to freshen up any franchise. But I thought that for Metroid, a more open world approach might be pretty darn cool because people talk a lot about the exploration as being a key element in Metroid. <laughs> and, you know... <laughs> What better way to accomplish a sense of exploration than just, you know, I, I really think if you just, like, drop Samus on a planet and just say, go, I think that would be a lot of, that would be a lot of fun for a lot of Metroid fans. I think that they would enjoy that kind of approach to the gameplay. And when I say open world, you know, I'm not talking about what's typically, like, the urban setting. I'm not picturing Samus going and talking you know, to a bunch of NPCs, although there could be some of those sporadically, but you know, I think you'd still have that sense of loneliness of, you know, Samus being the one person against all odds. Ewoks. Yes. A lot of Ewoks in this game, I'm envisioning. Okay. But you could do, you know, you could do, I don't know, I just think there'd be so much with exploration. You would use the concept of exploration is your sort of like uh, driving force in in constructing the game. Question: What power ups are she, is she given at the start? Well, of course, at the start of the game, Kickstarter shoes. <laughs> Kickstarter shoes, toddler size too. <laughs> as she as she upgrades them, they get bigger. No, toddler size too. She's okay, got to donate. Okay. It's fixed. It's fi- <laughs> she's got to donate. You've got to earn enough uh, space rupees to uh, donate to the Kickstarter. Yeah. Who does she interact with? How does she get new weapons? What does she start with? Well, I mean, well, these are different questions, but uh, you know, as far as what she starts with, like, first of all, you know, she's got to have some. Uh, you know, she lands on the planet, and the local space fairies are power absorbing fairies, mm. so they take all of her previous power-ups uh but then you know maybe maybe the one thing she has would be would be some kind of um you know maybe just some kind of like radar or something like that yeah so that there could be yeah i smell gamepad inclusion exactly hey there you go (laughs) so yeah stuff like that i want to hire lou to walk around the city with me with like Piece of, like a cardboard box that I can pretend <laughs> is tracking something, he can just be the voice for it. <laughs> People will ask me what I'm doing. I'm like, I'm looking for something. <laughs> Make a Kickstarter to fly you out here. But I like that idea. The uh, open world. It's definitely got to be inhabited planet because that would just be boring to walk around. Yeah. At least in my opinion. Yeah, of course. Yeah. With nothing to interact with. No, I think I think that would be really funny, and I think that that would be a way to um, satisfy folks like me who were enjoying seeing more of like the character of Samus. But this would allow you to do it in such a way where you wouldn't, I don't think, have to just like stop the action, have a cutscene, or something like that. Like I think you know it could happen more, uh, or get yeah more yeah. fluidly throughout throughout the game. You know, um, 
as as you know, the way people liked scanning the text in the Prime games, you know, it's like she could go somewhere, have some crazy mishap with the local wildlife, and you know, we get some glimpses of her personality in the maybe, process. Maybe not a lot of people live on the planet because it's about to explode, like most planets do in a Metroid game. That's true. That is true. Um, Boy, every planet she touches. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't have a great track record. We no, think about she's it. like the Death Star video games. <laughs> Should we bring in Samus? Well, <laughs> she does kill all the Metroids, but then you lose the planet. Yeah. Kind of a wash. Let me throw in a bonus question, unless you, you have more to add. I, I don't mean to Whoa. cut you off, but... Well, you're um, good. I'm I'm thinking of where else Samus could be in the video game spectrum, and I'm thinking like, why why not Metroid Golf? Now, I know space that sounds golf. space golf, right? Why why haven't those games been created? I don't know. Like, if we have Smash Brothers, and we have Mario Kart. Why why don't we have like a Mario Golf but with a different franchise in it? Instead of the, instead of the making Mario Golf, why not Metroid Golf where you're on different planets or uh, Maybe it's it her, uh, well, no, her s- spaceship to race against like space pirates or other spaceships, mm, like F Zero, but in space, right? And I know that it's easy to kind of go to the sports or the racing genres to differentiate something because uh, they are the most drastically different than your action RPGs, your action games, your adventure games. Those are all very similar on the on the color wheel of of gameplay, but got it right here next to me. Would that? I mean, would a game like that just piss you off? Would it piss off the fans to see some some time used on that sort of thing? The only thing is, I think it's like what we talked about earlier with Zelda, where like the Zelda and Metroid franchises, I think, are like Nintendo's yes. serious yes. franchises, if you will. So I don't think that you know you could like do something purely lighthearted like golf or. I don't know, well, whatever else. Um, but I think, you know, stuff like Mario and Kirby and Yoshi, Donkey Kong, yeah, there's Yoshi. a more, there's, yeah, there's more of a playfulness inherent in those characters and those settings uh, where I think you can get away with more of the fun. So, in other words, a, a serious franchise can change a lot less and get away with it. Than a unserious. Franchise. I would think so. Yeah, I would think so. There's a correlation there. Yeah, yeah. It's agreed. Yeah, you you probably could pull off something like like racing or so you know you could probably stretch it somehow, but but something like golf or uh, Zelda Equestrian. <laughs> <laughs> they pretty yeah. much have that in that kind of time. Yeah, I mean. I'm gonna choose Malin every time. Lon Lon Ranch. Or Talon, or whatever. The game. Yeah. Where you breed horses and you pet the horse and well, you feed it carrots. You feed it carrots, and then you right. race it around to win its freedom, and that's the end of the game. Well, there's yet another kind of side question: is uh, do we wish to see more uh, side games like off offshoots, where there's... maybe maybe they do make a game based like is is it kind of uh, selling out to have a a Lon Lon Ranch equestrian farming game, or would it be just a new way to look at the same world? You know, I think I think I would support that kind of thing because then you yeah. could 
you could branch off the universe technically, but without necessarily fascinating. You know, yeah, corrupting the image of of Link or Zelda or something like that. And then you know the the luxury with side games is if it fails, you could just yeah. pretend it never happened. Yeah. So. You know, I, I agree with that too. I would like to see more stuff like that because there are parts of these worlds that we we go experience like Metroid and Zelda, and I, it's so easy to jump to the damn big three, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't mean to do that. I mean Pokemon, Kirby, F Zero. There's all these other okay. franchises that have pretty uh, vast worlds in them, but it'd be cool to see things from different points of view. I still, I know I'm not the first one to say this ever, but it'd be kind of cool to see one of the bigger games done from the bad guy's perspective. You know, turning it around and having a Bowser game that isn't Bowser's inside story, which uh, was kind of getting there, uh, or like a Ganon, Ganondorf type thing, or uh, Space Pirates. Or yeah, or that would probably actually be the most logical of the three. It would be like a space pirates game, and and the end result of your um, of the game. I mean, I guess you know how do you root for someone who's evil? But what if the premise, uh, you know, don't make it to be a battle against Samus, but make it a battle to build your empire, and then yeah, you could be against rivals. It could be a real time strategy game. Yeah, and then and then the end result, if you succeed in the game, would actually be building your army up to the point in which Samus then enters the spectrum. So it's almost like a prequel saying, here's how the space pirates became prominent. You still have to contend with the Metroids, because they're hard to control. Uh, very true, very true. You know, well, what about a Metroid breeding sim? <laughs> I don't know about that. Aren't, aren't there like a bunch of different types of Metroids? So you'd have to like crossbreed. And... <laughs> yeah, it's almost like the flower game on that stupid... <laughs> oh, you're gonna do breed flower? Why are you still hanging around in my bar? Get out of here! <laughs> and oh, man, it's so creepy how like when you come out of that <laughs> damn house, you like look like you're like, "Hey, anyone I can touch?" You know, like you just have this really weird look on your face, like you're gonna do something nasty, and then you kind of wiggle over there, and then oh, it's just creepy. Now I'd love to see a spinoff of that game from the uh, from the. Uh, woman who sells pots. Now that'd be a hella interesting, uh, interesting game. Let's let's dive into that franchise further. Joe is lost right. Now. Joe doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> Joe doesn't buy extra games. Well, you should. Yeah, at least the Monster Mansion one. The well, actually, anything but Flower Power, I would say, is probably worth it. Me Force. Um, Me Force. Me Force, I thought would be my favorite until I realized it's the most consuming so like when I don't have a lot of time to to kind of take care of the street pass people that I've got that's actually the one that I sometimes skip because I don't have time to uh, to play the whole level that yes. or um, or I don't want to spend the coins to make sure I have a big enough fleet to actually do anything in the later levels so um, so it's sad that I choose flower power over me for sometimes but I do very sad and card revoked <laughs> Man card? That's that's the man card right there? Oh, jeez. I'll earn it back uh, over a game of uh, Mega Man chess. Love it. What a great idea. Yeah, totally. Steal the powers of the pieces you defeat. Totally. So good. You can have different stages that uh, that have different things in them. Like, how about a stage based on that yellow monster dude, and the, the squares actually shift around? Like it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kickstarter. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'm gonna kickstarter this shit. Yeah, I'm gonna make it for uh, for MS DOS. <laughs> Windows ninety five. Yep, it's gonna run on a floppy, and uh, for for a stretch goal, <laughs> I'll actually let you buy a floppy disk USB thing. Um, <laughs> but only if you meet the stretch it. goal. Gold, Jerry. Gold. <laughs> anyway, is there anything else you guys want to add about the the main topic here? Mm, or nope. anything at all? Zelda two for life. Yep. Lou, do you want to say anything more hateful about uh, Animal Crossing? Or no, I can't think of anything hateful right now except that free to that stupid whore okay. hanging around my house. Okay. I actually have Lou's very gorgeous 3ds XL <laughs> in my hands right now. He's fondling it. Yeah, yep. take your hands out of your pants and the 3ds with it, please. Thank you. And gotta say. Screen is nice. Uh, I don't know what people are talking about with this smaller sweet spot. It seems much bigger, as you would expect from a bigger thing. Yeah. But point is, I'm gonna I'm gonna sign on to his Animal Crossing now, and I'm gonna chop down all his trees. Times I can find. This is a knife-free apartment. The <laughs> jokes on you. <laughs> yeah, he no, uses sporks. Oh, it's standing Thank you, old guy. What is Frida? Oh, Frida. She might have been a ram. Okay. Um, not a fan of the rams. Ram Jam. I think I heard her say that, too. Ram Jam. She was a ram. Yeah, I guess we should ramp this up, then, huh? Yeah, it sounds like a good time. Sounds like a good time. Let's see. Uh, comments on the thread at negativeworld.org once we post this episode, which will show up on iTunes. Um, in both the regular version and the enhanced version. You can uh, download it right from our site, or you can uh, download it from iTunes. So do, do both, frankly. You know, give yourself some time in between each listening, and you might, uh, you might feel fresh again. Um, if you want to uh, contact us in a multitude of ways, you can hit us up on Facebook by uh, searching negativeworld.org, or you can reach us on Twitter, at uh, negative underscore world. And um, you can call Lou directly, at uh, 555-1832. Then press 4. Press 1 for English. Press 1 for English, then press 4 for Lou. Press 2 to hear Lou butcher the Spanish language. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know what, I I apologize to the listeners. There was not a lot of heart in this closing statement section right here. (laughs) What? Is that Amy again? No. (laughs) No, no. Amy did not turn into Consuela. Okay, that's who I thought you were doing. That's right. I just don't want to say it. She was from The Simpsons, right? Yes. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Relax. Oh, man. I'm going to mail knives to your house and stab you. (laughs) The knives just say... (laughs) (laughs) There's a note. Please stab yourself. (laughs) He went to all this trouble. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to let them down. Alright, guys. I yeah. guess uh, we should call it a night, I think. Um, my jokes are getting like, stupider. They kind of didn't start off on a high note anyway. And uh, and you guys have some, I don't know, gaming to do. Yep. So. It's the MJM Jackwagon. <laughs> Alright, everyone listening, uh, thanks again for uh, all your support and uh, appreciate it. Appreciate you guys for uh, for joining me, Joe and Lou. 
Bye. Bye. Alright, bye bye. <laughs>